Well, hey, everybody, you've joined me on I Don't Care with Kevin Stevenson. I <clears throat> obviously am Kevin Stevenson. So thanks for joining me today. We've got a very interesting guest, someone from across the pond. Yes, I'm, I still, I, I've got one of my international guests with me. This is Yesh Pulajala. I hope I said that right, Yesh. That's right. And great. Yesh is the founder and CEO of Scalpel. They're based in London. And so, Yesh, welcome to I Don't Care. Thank you very much, Dr. Stevenson. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, got to know. Tell us about Scalpel and your mission and tell tell me a little bit about some of the partner people you partner with. Sure. Um, so my name is Yashwan Pulijala, as you uh, rightly point uh, pronounced it. Uh, I come from a healthcare background. I was trained as a dentist. I've spent a long time in operating theaters, uh, nearly 10 years, trying to figure out how we can improve surgical training. Um, but in that journey, I've seen things going wrong in uh, hospitals, uh, sometimes to do with you know, simple logistic issues like bringing a wrong patient into the operating theater, but some other times uh, not having the right implant in the operating room. Um, I couldn't sleep on one particular night because I was in the operating theater and halfway in the surgery, we realized that we have a wrong implant uh, about to be fixed in a patient. It's because of a logistic issue. And um, I think that from that point onwards, I, I was uh, heavily driven by how, to, how do we improve patient safety in surgery? Uh, with that mission, we started Scalpel in 2017 uh, in here in London. Um, today, Scalpel focuses heavily on improving um, challenges around surgical equipment. Not having the right instrument at the right time, right place really means hospitals are spending a lot of time, money, um, and you know, affecting patients directly um, inside operating theaters. Um, so today, we focus heavily on uh, improving this process, which is how do we bring, how do we make sure that surgical teams have the right equipment? And we do that by bringing the best in technology to the world of surgical care. Um, so we have a, a, a very interesting technology platform, which I could talk to you a bit more in detail. Um, but I think the most important thing really is we help hospitals across the perioperative journey, um, right from uh, sterile services who clean equipment to the point where instruments get used inside operating theater. We ensure that you've got the right equipment. Um, and the best part is you don't need any physical tags. We use uh, the latest of the technology called computer vision, which I'll explain in a bit. Uh, in terms of partners, we worked a lot with, uh, here in the UK, we worked with NHS Hospital Trust, and the likes of uh, University Lee Teaching Hospital Trust, University of Birmingham, Hotline Hospitals, uh, or also University of Colorado, um, uh, sorry, University of College London Health. Uh, in the U.S., we are working with the primarily with the TMC ecosystem, Texas Medical Center ecosystem. Uh, we were a part of the TMC Accelerator um, last year, and through them, we uh, we were introduced to a bunch of healthcare systems uh, in the U.S., but also some medical device companies there. So it's really ex an exciting. That sounds really incredible. I mean, you know, you're touching upon something that we're all very concerned about, and that's patient safety. And, and unfortunately, things happen in the, in the operating suite. And so uh, I'm interested in hearing more about, you know, how do you solve this? How, how, what, what are you doing? What's, what makes you guys so unique uh, in this arena? Yeah, so we often believe that patient safety is a consequence of you doing the right things the right way, um, which is one of, the, one of the major things to get right in surgery is to have the three, three key things, to have the right kind of... Uh, uh, right kind of procedures and the right kind of tools. We focus on the third part, 
we ensure that you've got the right kind of tools. By that, we mean um, by uh, installing our technology at various phases in the perioperative journey, we ensure that clinicians always have, uh, number one, the right equipment, number two, functional equipment, and number three, in the future, we are also deploying uh, a bio-burden detection technology, which is we, you, you're sure that you have clean equipment rather than things which are, uh, you know, uh, dirty or having bio burden on them. So that's how we improve patient safety because um, did you know that, you know, one in every five patients or, you know, goes through some form of a uh, medical error. Majority of these things happen inside operating theaters um, and nearly 50% of them are preventable. So um, what we're doing right now with Scalpel is we are addressing the pain point at its, uh, at its bud, which is when things actually start elsewhere uh, outside the operating theater. Um, this is our step one. Um, moving on, I think we are uh, we are heavily focused on patient safety-driven technologies. Uh, we've also released uh, technologies such as a digital surgical safety checklist in the past. Um, basically, uh, we want to make sure that every step in the process and that leads to an operation goes in the right way uh, as planned by the Very interesting. Okay, so... Uh... So how does this, how can this be, you know, be adding value? Obviously it adds value to the patient because they're safer, safer, but what about economic value uh, to the hospital uh, and the health system? Yeah. So we'll take a step back and see where exactly it adds economic value and how much value it does bring to the, uh, to the table. This is how our tech works, which is we basically connect dots across the ecosystem right from the point where instruments were brought in by your distributor vendor to the point where they are actually used in operating theater to the point where they are cleaned in a sterile service um, we basically uh, we basically install some sensors at various stages we gather the data and once we gather this data our technology has a cloud-based architecture um, and all the data from various points in the ecosystem gets connected there. Um, and that data is then sent through computer vision, machine learning algorithms to build applications. So here is how you get value. These applications range from a training tool for a technician. Um, today, we are able to reduce the training of a technician. By technician, I mean a sterile service technician from an average of three to four months to less than a month. Um, so a, a shorter onboarding time means you're saving a ton load of money, but also Helping a semi-skilled technician pack a tray means that you don't have to fly technicians from elsewhere in the world. So that's where we demonstrate direct cost saving for a sterile service. Similarly, you know, you can take an example of an operating theater. Today, one of the biggest costs in uh, in the operating theater is to do with the uh, equipment that comes in and you know is actually uh, supposed to be used. One of the key problems in surgery is we don't really know if we have everything that we need for surgery. So what we do is we just bring in more equipment um, and open all of them just in case we might. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the problem is only 20 to 30% of these instruments are actually picked up and used in operating theater. Um, and the only reference we have is what is called as a preference card, which by the way is not updated and has been there forever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so what we what we do with Scalpel is we bring a data-driven approach and a clinical, actionable clinical insight to clinicians based on real-time usage of surgical equipment. So I'll give you an example, Dr. Stevenson. We can give you data sets that basically say, for the last 50 operations of this particular kind, you have only used these instruments and you never touched these other objects. So can we actually put them in an emergency tray? Um, so basically, we are helping you make data-driven decisions uh, on uh, tray rationalization, you, call, you can call that, or a tray optimization challenge. That's one example. Um, but yeah, I think 
this is how we uh, we make it we make a difference in the healthcare from an economic standpoint but from a patient safety standpoint i think i would like to refer you to uh, i mean maybe just remember this story um there was an incident where i was in an orthopedic uh, operation a spine surgery actually that is being performed on a patient we were almost towards the end of surgery and uh, it's a it's a process in operating theaters where nurses count just before yes. suturing Yeah. Uh, in this particular instance, um, the nurse had a misca- miscalculation in the count, so she was like, "No, I didn't get everything back. I need to check this right away." And we couldn't just find it. We couldn't just like nobody could figure out why we had uh, a particular count before surgery, and and why are we missing one instrument? We had to bring the X-ray machine. Remember, all the while, patient is in anesthesia, crouched like that. Um, this is not good for the uh, you know patient outcomes. The surgeon, I could actually see. the blood rush out of his face and become quite pale well, what's happening turns out that there was somebody who made uh, a mistake on the whiteboard because the whiteboard count is what this nurse was referring to uh, and they wrote that whiteboard like before and these guys forgot to rub it off or something so um such a small mistake can affect operating room time each minute cost 65 dollars on an average uh, and think about the patient outcomes So patient safety is directly directly affected when you make sure that you have got the right equipment right right place but that's how we impact patient safety um you know as one example of how we are doing it but yeah we are really uh, excited to work with various players in this game uh, because we are just one player and we we connect with other players to integrate our data sets learn and provide clinically You know, and, and you bring something up that that I was thinking about. I've been to to two large healthcare conferences over the last month or so, and number one, you know, the emphasis on AI is just huge. I mean, AI is everywhere now. But I also noticed that a lot of the uh, a lot of the speakers, a lot of the vendors were related to the operating suite. You know, obviously that's a economic engine for us here in the hospital. But uh, you know, a lot of people talking about OR staffing. Uh, or scheduling was huge, and, and that's another uh, another piece of the AI puzzle for that. And then now you're talking about uh, tools, equipment, uh, and everything else. Yeah, you know, it would be great if if some of you guys could all get together and say, "Hey, we have an OR solution for you know soup to nuts." That would be tremendous. So are you thinking about that already? Yeah. Um, the The problem in this game is uh, everyone wants to be a monopoly and address every problem in the world. Um, that is one part of the problem: how businesses uh, interact. Uh, the other thing is, it's not very easy in healthcare to re- to release one product because uh, we've been used to using two hundred systems, uh, and now every one comes with a two not one software or an integration difficult hardware. So. what we've been trying to do from day one is make sure that our system can speak to other systems um so firstly the language has to be uh, a common language so we we've designed our system as per fire guidelines that's number one and number two we constantly try to find um ways to integrate our system and our our data sets with other data sets um only when people come together that's how you can solve the problem that's uh, that's something we have learned over over time Oh, one other point dr stevenson as you were mentioning uh, things go wrong in operating theater but they start going wrong outside the operating um they actually start the problem starts somewhere else like it could be to do with uh you know 
scheduling an operation when you clearly know that you don't have enough number of staff members or it could be do with uh, scheduling an operation but you your vendor tray hasn't arrived till you know few hours before the surgery so your sterile service technicians don't have enough time to um, make that tray ready for an operation these things are logistic issues that we can definitely fix by uh, you know working a bunch of vendors but there there are other actionable act, uh, things that we can do so you know i've been uh, i think deviating here but i've been a stoic in my thinking in terms of like there are two things that you can do there are things that you can control the thing, things that you can't control we should definitely do the things that we can control so um the things that we can control is uh, building integratable systems uh, so they can speak to each other having a very clear understanding of various aspects of the perioperative journey not just the point of entry. um so i strongly urge technical uh, you know companies who are building great technology to look beyond uh, the you know the place because perioperative pathway is a lot more complex than you okay so you know i'm fascinated by this obviously uh, how can health systems partner with you? Talk to me a little bit about that process. You know, and once once engaged, how do you get things started? Because you, you brought up the Perth card, and yeah, it's never updated. But but how do you how do you go through your process? So um, so two things. I didn't talk much about the technology and uh, what we do right now. So we basically don't depend on any physical tags on surgical equipment. We focus, uh, we basically identify a surgical instrument based on how it looks. So it's a computer vision based approach. The, the kind of technology that you would use every day on your phone to look at it, look at your, your phone to unlock it. So your face recognition is working that way. Similarly, this is an instrument recognition uh, and object detection based technology. Um, what that means is that we need to make sure we have the data set that identifies the instruments within your unit. So the very first first thing that we do with any hospital system is we uh, we tend to work with their uh, supply chain to make sure, uh, hey, we've got everything that you need to track. Uh, that's number one. Um, number two, um, we are currently uh, working with some hospitals on a free trial. We've, I think, already uh, are oversubscribed on the number of hospitals that are that want to do a free trial with us. Um, but we always uh, are willing to work with those hospitals who are really excited uh, and who want to see the greater potential of this. So the um, the way here here's how we work. We give them a two to three months free trial um, so they can really get this technology uh, hands-on, uh, get their staff, use it, and see the value of it, at which point we convert them to a paying customer. Um, and in the process, we've already, uh, you know, already have worked out all that we can track all their equipment. And that kind of refers to my very first point I mentioned. So if if somebody is actually interested in in, in reaching out to us and, you know, doing these trials, uh, they can definitely reach out to uh, me directly or our sales team, sales at scalpel.ai, um, and really get through some of these conversations. And we can get started right away. If it is something within your sterile services, we can do it today. If you want a product in operating theater we can schedule it because there are a lot of customers that we want to work with at the same time okay very good and so i'm assuming you know you're you're looking at expanding into the united states you already have started that do you have a sales team here uh, in states yeah so we are expanding in the united states we are doing a massive hiring spree there uh with few uh you know specific healthcare systems that i cannot name off right now in this call uh, but yeah uh we, we are really excited uh, about this uh, particular juncture um it's not just about how big the United States uh, states healthcare systems are, but 
more importantly we found they understand that they have a and they understand that they are try and they are trying to solve the problem so it's a good deal right now you bring a technology they they can really test it out and see rather than us educating about the problem so i think that's the difference there well it's fascinating so uh look forward to hearing more about it uh in the future yash so so you said people can reach out to you directly what's that email address yeah you can reach out to yash at scalpel.ai uh or you can reach reach out to yashwant pulijala on linkedin um you can also reach out to sales at scalpel.ai or uh, our head of uh partnerships yasha at scalpel okay wonderful any final words before we close out patient safety is not a uh, is not a uh, nice to have it's an important priority uh, and we are building scalpel to address that head on uh, so really excited to work with anybody who is listening to this podcast fantastic Well, uh folks, you you heard it here, you know, uh patient safety is obviously very important and Scalpel has found uh solutions to uh, address your issues with uh surgical instruments in the operating suite. So, give them a call if you're interested. Uh it's been great, Yash. I've enjoyed talking to you. Uh today's you. guest, yeah, Pulajala, did I do it right again? That's right. <clears throat> yes. Well, that's close. Okay, that's great. I I'm glad with Scalpel. And so Thanks again for listening and watching I don't care with me Kevin Stevenson and we'll catch you the next time. Thanks. Mm-hmm.